Hi guys, um, and welcome back to Rejuvenators Online. Um, fantastic that we've got a new website up and running. Um, so we're actually able to record and share that on that um, platform, which is fantastic. I heard some great exciting news that um, one of these people, you know, from yonder year, was actually prophesying, talking about um, the fact that we'd actually have an e-church, which means we can connect up with more people. Um, and one of the churches I heard recently had actually had about 200,000 people coming and viewing their e-sermons. So I know it's hard that we're at home, but it's really exciting that the e-church is really lifting and engaging with people. Now I'd just like to uh, recap that we've got a nine-part series. I may have mentioned seven, but I read my Bible like we all shouldn't figure it out. There was actually nine of them. And we're looking at God's fruit, which is the fruits of, a, um, of the Spirit. Now just recapping um, of our, our previous sermons, um, we had Andre uh, a couple of weeks ago covered that joy is an overflow of love. So love, again, key to the fruits of the Spirit. And that joy is an attitude that defies your circumstances. So what we mean by that is that it's not bound by certain things. No matter where we are, that joy um, lifts above all those things. And that's really fantastic. Uh, last week we had Pastor Cam from the Arise Church. I'd like to thank um, John Cameron for leading and releasing him to uh, come pre uh, preach to us. Very exciting. Um, and he was talking about peace. And his key word that he had was, and he looked at was, he's in our boat. And he was talking about Jesus there. And Jesus is the one that brings peace to us and that security. And at the time now, we really need to make sure that we've got that. So I'd really like to thank those speakers. They were fantastic. Um, and looking forward to having more speakers. Hopefully we've got our friend from Chile next week, um, a pastor over there, who's going to come and talk to us. Now moving on to recapping um, what we were at before. We're looking at Galatians 5.22. Um, to 23 and that reads but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things and that came from the NLT now what's really exciting and really cool about those verses if we go look at those back again Sina who's helping me out today Sina come back cool great is that they are really awesome in the sense that you can never have enough of those. It's fantastic. The, the Spirit leads through those and the Spirit blesses us with those. Now, leading on to today's title, which I, um, after Pastor Cam spoke last week, I thought I'd better ramp up my exciting titles. I came up with Eating with the Pigs or Feasting with the King. And you're thinking, well, how does patience look with Eating with the Pigs or Feasting with the King? Um, and I'll come and cover that in a moment. Now, what we'll do is, um, we'll touch the main scripture in a moment we're going to cover, but first let's think about things with patience. Is it for a new device? Is it for saving? Or are we quick to get an HP? Um, does God really care if we get in debt and if we rush our choices? And if we put ourselves at the financial mercy of the world? That is where financial rushing and lack of patience could lead us. Would the Holy Spirit lead us this way? Seems so slow down a bit. Or does it lead us along the lines of Samson? Now, we'll talk a little bit in a second about what that is. So deciding the first beautiful girl he saw was the right one, uh, they're getting to know her over time and being patient with it wasn't important, and that making your own decision outweighs and all the future blessings and skills that God could give us or has promised us. That's interesting he thought that way, and we saw how Samson ended. Then we turn to another person in the Bible, and his name was Esau, and he sold his birthright due to his impatience. Surely, if he valued um, 
the fact of his birthright, he would have cooked his own meal. So let's go into our Bible today, so we'll just keep on that, you know, for a moment. Um, and we're looking at um, Genesis 25, um, 29 to 34. And I'm just going to touch on a little bit about that. So it said here, One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved, give me some of that red stew. This is how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. All right, Jacob replied, betray me of rights as the firstborn son. Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? Now, that doesn't sound to me someone who is dying of, the, of starvation. That sounds of someone who is definitely hungry, um, has been working out there, and isn't thinking about tomorrow, isn't thinking about their choices, isn't thinking about their decisions, and that's why they sell a birthright. Total impatience. If he'd stopped for a moment and thought, oh, is it really worth giving my birthright up? He didn't. Anyway, we'll carry on. Next one we talk about is um, Samson. He was led to his ruin by poor relational choices and patience. And Judas Iscariot wanted to get rich fast at all costs, so he sold himself to the world that he would betray the Saviour in a heartbeat. He'd been thinking about it for quite a while. Let's not be naive to think that he wouldn't be the only one who would do such a thing, because as we all know, not everyone has bowed their knee to the Lord. Or allow the Holy Spirit to have an impact on their life which would change them. Judas was just an example of many people that are out there. Um, also, we've got people who are impatient. Oscar Pistorius didn't look after his future and impatiently made choices. Mike Tyson, a boxer, was impetuous with his spending and lost it all. And you'll find that he has no money now and he's put himself into a bad position. Impatience. Nicholas Cage, who was once the height of movies, now you'll find that he can barely get a big starring role to do with his poor choices, poor decisions, and his financial thing, and, and all those things flow with that as well. But my question comes to, but would we rather eat with the pigs or feast with the king? And the question is, what choices will we need to make to get ourselves into the positions like those two things? Or lack of decisions to get us into those positions? Now, um, today we're going to look at a story that highlights financial impatience. The I want generation of 2,000 years ago. And it sounds rather similar to today's generation. And if we look at it, both generations are very similar with the I want. And we haven't changed too much, so we can learn a lot from the Bible. And it's interesting that they, back then, have the same issues now, but yet we still seem to be having them, not learning from what the Word of God has said. Now, uh, as I've been around, stuck at home, um, I got to see Dr. Phil the other day, another perk of not having too much to do during lockdown. And I was sitting there, and, and these people have these, uh, these normal lives, and then they make an impetuous choice. And then something difficult comes along, generally, a problem, a hurdle, and they fall to pieces. Very interesting. Not only are they impatient and not full with the Holy Spirit to help guide them, they then turn around and they isolate themselves. They feel sorry for themselves. And when the hard times come, they don't seek help straight away. They are not willing to themselves seek a patient path out of ruin. They think, oh, it's too hard, I can't do it. Oh, quick fix it, I'll fix it. Patience. And having that from the Lord is so important. Now, um, we're just going to look at today's uh, scripture, which is from Luke 15, 11 to 24. 
and it ties in with eating with the pigs or feasting with the king. And I'll just grab my lovely inspired Bible that I have again borrowed from my daughter because I do not have an NLT version. Um, and we're going to go through our verse, which is, um, again, no, wrong page, Luke 15, 11 to 24, and I'll read it here. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them the story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want a share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, his son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land. And he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father came and saw him. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf he had been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead, and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he, he was found. So, a party began. So, it's really interesting um, how that worked. Now, let's look at the implications of what comes with impatience, and being patient. Personally, myself, my patience comes from the Lord, so very relevant, this word for me today. Now we're going to a first point, so if you're looking at notes today, under point one we're reflecting. So point one, impatience can lead to relational and financial hardships. The young man wanted a brand, a brand new house first, okay, without having to be patient or working his way up. He didn't want like a house that was second hand, he didn't want one that he had to get in uh, something that was maybe two bedrooms or maybe three in a small house. He wanted that new house now. You know, the young man wanted to be popular with everyone without any true connections to anyone. As he was impatiently giving all his money away without patiently forming connections, he made no link between the two. Money does not get you love. Money does not form your connection. Money is something that people crave and desire and it gets a short-term desire and then it's gone. Now how did he end up? He patiently turned his um, situation of feasting with a king, which was this nice house with wealth and, and a great opportunity, and he, he was calves to fatten and, and kill and robes and things like that. So they had money to eat him with the pigs. Now, patience isn't about not getting what you desire. Not at all. Patience is teaching you that as you wait, you mature and develop godly wisdom to make sure the choices you make grow his kingdom, but also build others up. I guess this ties in with the fact that all the fruits of the Spirit centre around love. So love is the key to patience, love is key to a number of these other ones. And when we 
do the patient thing, it is because we want to love others. So, like we listened above, impatience, not thinking and not waiting on the Lord. Leave this young man, who may be just older than a teen, to say, Ah, oh, stuff it, I've got no hope. I can only live for now. No tomorrow and spends everything and figures out when the sun goes down and then it comes up. Oh, oops, there's a tomorrow. Yeah. He stuck because he pretended like tomorrow wasn't going to come. And he spent everything and he was in a bit of denial. Now what I like to call him was, what I'd call him is impetuous. He was acting or done quickly without thought or care. So he did it super fast and he didn't care. He chose to turn off his blinkers and not care. Now we're going to point two today um, in your notes. Impatience can have a ripple effect. And what do we mean by ripple effect? This applies for the young man who left. He didn't just let his dad down. He let down all those around him who he may have been a leader to. He impacted his father, his brother and created lots of heartache. Patience usually has a ripple effect onto others. Now I can remember a situation where I was totally impatient. I disagreed with my dad, I can't even remember what it was about, and no way did I think before I reacted and I impetuously ran off um, down to a stream um, near Bethany Camp, if you know, up in Kaiteri too. I'd seen some stones as, as a like, 9 or 10 year old, whatever age I was, I thought I'd go collect some more, so I thought, oh I could run off and look at, I don't really think about sorting stuff out, but I'll go have a look at this stuff. So anyway. Well, I hadn't thought it through, and as teens will know, pretty shortly, with nothing to do, I was bored. Hmm. So, just started on the track. Oh, so I thought, oh, I'll go further up the river. And, well, then I sort of worked my way up the river, and then I was bored, because the river sort of looked the same as it was before. So, I sat down and got even more bored, because I had nowhere to go. So, I finally stopped, and I contemplated life. What had happened, and my reaction to running off. I didn't feel any better. I was hungry. It was getting dark, I was cold, what was I going to do? So I decided the best choice was to head back, even though uh, for running off for hours, I know I was going to get a good hiding from my dad. On my way back after being tired, frustrated, uh, a bit like the lost son, I came across a fence and got a good jolt. I felt like it was God saying to me, whether you were right or wrong, or whether your earthly father reacted when you come back, reaction when you come back is good or bad, the reality is, I have a choice to make and how I reacted when the problem occurred. I could choose how that reaction happened. That I could pause and let the Holy Spirit give me some wisdom rather than letting my brain get more frustrated and wanting to hit something. I could turn around and let the Lord guide me as to what the patient thing was to do. Reacting within two seconds of a problem occurring probably wasn't the best choice and I got a good jolt to remind me of that day. Now when I'm thinking about a whole scenario, it's not like, hey, I was a new Christian, hey, I didn't have this relationship. I had an interesting testimony and I'm happy to share that one day. But I was at a point where I knew that when I prayed or when I sought the Lord, He would give me revelation. But I still chose to run off. Anyway, like the lost son, I learned a lot that day. Now by coming back, I learned that possibly working through my frustrations where I am now, whether you're in Ralston or Christchurch or whether you're where you are now, um, and being patient for change to occur rather than thinking, I change when it happen if I run away, was far more important and life-changing than giving up. Running off and trying to reinvent my own world in my own isolation somewhere else was not going to be my answer. God always calls us to relationship, 
and this was no different for me than it was for the lost son. Money wasn't talked about when he came back to her father. It was the relationship and how much he had missed his son. Now just to remind you, our impatience impacts upon others and it can have quite a significant impact. Now point three anyway, patience requires someone who you respect in your life to keep you level-headed because hey sometimes we're not going to have it all together and I've had scenarios where I'll call my friends, I'll text my friends, I will say oh, I've got a big problem I can't, I just my brain's just oh I just can't figure it out and I rely on other people. Another aspect of a lost son was that he didn't feel like he was getting his way. So we felt the good feeling was to be impatient for his inheritance and take it now. To live a high life, which was deemed wildlife in the scripture. Generally when you are impatient and you don't usually seek out wise advice to tell you already what you already know, you will generally turn to those people who will side with your view. So you're not getting the wise advice. One of the fruits of the uh, Holy Spirit in your life is patience. Knowing when you don't have it at times, where to go and what to do to work through this gap is really important and that's probably called humility. A great support network to have is a mentor or someone who can bounce off that is already in your life so that you are at ease with them and at ease with hearing things that you don't want to hear because you don't want to go to someone who when they say something to you that you don't want to hear, you run away. You need to train yourself to be with someone who is going to tell you things that you don't want to hear so that you are ready when you get older that when you're not willing to listen or everyone else you're not listening to, that that person come tell you straight to your heart something you don't want to hear and then it makes you second guess what you're doing that might be wrong. In my life there are people who I wouldn't go to for advice and about being patient, but I had a great mentor up in Tottenham and his name was Andrew Smith. I seem to know a lot of Andrews these days, like heaps. And he would reflect ideas back to me, he wouldn't give me answers, he'd reflect it. I know he wouldn't always agree with me. And I know he would reflect back on me things to work through myself, but he would also help me with developing the fruits of patience. Knowing how to hear the Holy Spirit's guidance around making choices in a patient manner is so important. And you've got to practice it. You know when you get it wrong and you know when you get it right. And the more you practice doing it right, the more it becomes something that you've got. Okay? Not rushing to always go with the first choice is so important. Definitely don't always pick the first door. What were his traits and why was it Hey, you've chosen a support person to me. So you might be asking that. Well, why I, why he was chosen was because I got heaps of trouble. Like, heaps of trouble. And he initially got paired up with me. He was chosen. Or it was, take him, or we had some questions that we're going to ask you further. So I said, oh, just seems like a nice guy. I'll take him. But over time, the reason I sought his advice was because I could see the Holy Spirit in his life. That he reflected what it was to be a man of God and how to be patient with his decisions. He was a man I looked up to, and he seemed to be about a lot more composed than I was in my early 20s. I was just all over the place. We can learn from others who are patient about how they act, think, and how the Lord is evident in their lives. And generally you'll find these people more selfless people. Patience doesn't mean being passive. So when you hear me today about being patient, don't think I'm saying patient, don't do anything. Patience doesn't mean being passive. It means taking a pause and then making the right decision. So when we look at Jesus in the Bible, he didn't go and withdraw himself from the disciples for 50 days and then come back. He went for the night, composed himself, thought about it, ready the next day. So many people in the Bible like that. Moses went up to the, the mountain, 
he went for a, a short while pause, thought about it, and came back. He was patient to see what God was wanting to do in his life. So don't think it's passive, it's just been patient with that. Now, our, point, our final point for today, point four, patience is about making decisions out of love for others. So if we bring it right back to Luke 15, 11, 24. The lost son in the end came back to the father who was hurt that he had left him. But all along the father wanted the son to be patient to see what he saw in him. The father loved him like the father, God loves us. The potential to manage a farm, to use the money that he would have wisely, and to grow it. The father saw that potential in the son, but the son didn't see that. He still had a choice. The son had to choose what he was going to do. The father saw the potential and he wanted him to stay there. But it's a bit like the talents. God gives you the amount of talents and sees what you'll do with that. We have our own families and friends. Someone being patient can save others feeling hurt or others being let down. There is a lot of control on the choices we make. This is where we love our neighbours as we love ourselves. So the choice we make to be patient actually has a reflection on other people and blesses them. Patience looks to see what will be the outcome of my choices and how I can build God's kingdom. And how does this grow me into a better person so that I can be better equipped to help others? So again, we're reflecting, it's back to people, it's back to loving them, and actually we're being grown and taught and blessed so that we can bless others. Now I'm just going to recap before I go into uh, another brief scripture and finish up today. Point number one. Impatience can lead to relational and financial hardships. Point number two. Impatience can have a ripple effect on others around you. Point number three. Patience requires someone who you respect in your life to keep you level-headed and to model it to you. That modeling is really important. Point number four. Patience is making decisions out of love for others. So again, coming back to love, love, love. And if we look at true agape love, which covers all these other areas as well, then we've, you know, we've got the grasp of what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in our lives. Bless us to love others. Uh, we have God who loves us and left the Holy Spirit to assist us so that we would not make poor decisions. Though at the end of the day, it's our choice to listen or not. Where is our impatience or patience leading us? Encourage teens in our lives or others to be real, to find someone they can be honest with, as otherwise you'll be left talking to yourself, and if you are unsealed, your thoughts and feelings are all over the place. So you're coming from a mindset of someone who's blown around in the wind like a kite surfer, and you're trusting that as your decision-making benchmark, as patience is required uh, for a school to make good decisions, when that is not there, where do you find it? Patience and humility lead the man to be invited from the foot of a table to the head of a table. This is totally contrary to what the world promotes for us today. So I just read through it, and that's from Luke 14.10. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host, your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honoured in the presence of all the other guests. So important. Now my final point we're going to make before we finish today. I know where I would rather be. I would not want to be eating with the pigs due to the impatience leading to failure, but feasting with the king, my father, and those in my life that are modeling the father. He calls us to be accountable for our choices for sure. If we plan to succeed, we will succeed. And hurdles are just part of that journey of reaching success. So don't get me wrong, we will have some hard times. 
God has equipped us for those if we believe Him. If we have patience, if we trust the Holy Spirit, we are going to find that we are going to be okay. So really think about it, guys. Do we want to be eating with the pigs? Or do we want to be eating with the king? Anyway, uh, we've got um, Marcelo from Chile next week. Um, I hope you have a fantastic time listening to him. Um, and I'll catch you in a few weeks when I'm speaking again, guys. Have a good week.